Put your hands together. 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 Put your hands up everybody how are you doing all right that sounds good thank you for supporting me tonight by not sitting in that front row or that front row but i'm trying to look at the positive ah yeah there's my man right there shout out to that friend trying to look on the bright side there's a ton of you in this front row but i gotta say these are big front rows taking a lot of my focus Trying to be a glass half full kind of cowboy, but it's tough. Great. I literally have like no jokes for tonight. I drove over here, I was like, oh, I forgot my notebook. All right, well, this is gonna be cool. Let's talk about how weird your hair looks these days. Give it up for the comics that are here. You, they can hear you if you give it up for them. That was something I was supposed to do earlier than that. <laughs> I haven't hosted this show in like four weeks. Can you tell? <laughs> um, I'm doing a great job, obviously. Just stepping right into it. It's like I haven't been gone at all. Just wearing full denim. With a shirt that says homo on it. I forget that I wear shit like this. And then I just go places. And then my hair looks like this. And I have double denim over it. And people are like, they do not know what to do. It's pretty great. They're like, is this person going to steal my lunch money or protest me? The answer is both. <laughs> um, part of why I like have no jokes is I, I'm like not using the internet anymore. Did anybody else stop using the internet? No. Wow. Oh, you guys are wrong. You're all like, no, I'm totally using that shit. It's so good. It's the best drugs in town. <laughs> You hate this so much. Guess what? So do I. I'll find it. I'll get there. This is my job. I'm supposed to do this professionally. Supposed to. Everybody thinks I'm working everywhere I go because of the clothes I wear. Except for when I'm doing my actual job. And they're like, what are you doing here? You should be on a construction site. Somebody said that to me. It's like, aren't you, what are you, a general contractor? Then I kept walking, sneezed. Somebody was like, let it out, sister! This is very confusing gender shit happening. Also, I'm an only child, so it's very confusing to me to be considered a sister. And you guys got really quiet about the internet stuff. Do you guys, like, work for the internet? You guys working for big internet? I just can't physically or emotionally keep up with all the bad shit. And I realized, like, why? Why? Like, at a point, we're all like, well, we need to stay informed. And, like, but there's always bad shit. There's so much bad. There's bad shit. Something bad is happening in this room right now. It's probably me. And, like, you don't need to know that. Well, you do know that because you're here. But we don't need to know all of that bad shit. It's always happening. We could just watch a sunset. Do you remember like three years ago when everybody was posting sunsets on Instagram? Because we didn't know we could like sell our lives on there. Like make millions of dollars being like, tummy tuck tea worked for me or whatever. Like I'm an influencer of what? <laughs> this. Like what are you selling? I don't know. Read my story. It's not. Letters! <laughs> it was like starting to break open for me when I looked at my own story and it was just like dashes. Not lines, dashes. Just an SOS of like, get me off of this app. No one needs to know this much of what I'm doing in a day. Look at this sidewalk. Nobody cares. But like people were posting sunset photographs and everybody was like, Burr! so mad about that like everybody's mad at that terrible use of the of the internet and now i'm like just let me look at a sunset that's all i want i was driving here there was somebody on a bridge in a convertible in front of a sunset and i was like holy shit 
I have no idea what happened today. I have no idea what bad shit happened today. Because I'm sure a bunch of bad shit happened today. Do you guys know what bad... What tell, somebody tell me some bad shit that happened today. Somebody. Somebody's got it in here. Because you're all like kind of queer or close to it. So somebody's got bad news. I know it. Somebody tell me something bad that happened today. I believe in you. Okay, that's great. Yes, that's see. Yes, that's a perfect one. That's a perfect one because me being on the internet and reading about all the bad shit does not change that at all. So why am I reading it? He's still president, and he's gonna stay president until he's not president anymore. And me being on Twitter is not gonna help it at all. I just have to go get a better haircut. All right, you giggled. <sighs> what else? I mean, literally at this point, I'm like about to talk about God. Like, what is happening in my life? You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, well, I don't know what else to do at this point. Like, maybe I'll give this a shot. I don't know. All the queer people are like, what has happened to you? <laughs> a lot! I did get like a full uh, cooler of cold brew today, which I felt was very dangerous. <laughs> put that right in the fridge and didn't drink it at all. Uh, I'm off everything. I don't use anything. I've, I haven't used anything in a long time. I'm like off of medical marijuana, doing all the things, you know? I don't know where this is going either. I just, I can't, I fucking, like, I literally, they don't tell you this when you start doing, they're just like, do stand up every night. You can't miss a single show. You gotta do every show. That's how you do it if you're a man. Well, guess what? <laughs> Not that. Not yet a woman. But it doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. I mean, it matters that you guys showed up because it means we care about something. You know, like you care about seeing people talk to each other. And that is super important. But I have no idea what we're supposed to care about anymore. Because like the internet has taken over everything. I have put a sticker on my car that says, get off the internet and has a little tombstone. Thank you, Ryan. With the Wi-Fi symbol on it. And I was like, holy shit, I became... The kill your TV guy. <laughs> Which I used to be like, well, where are you going to watch Star Trek? <laughs> Certainly you have a computer. Fast forward. <sighs> what else did I want to talk about? The fact that I know nothing. That's for sure. I just can't do it again. You know, I can't do a whole nother year of talking about how bad everybody is. That like this candidate this and this person that and this person doesn't do this enough. It's just like, what are we doing? There's an ice cream shop next door. <laughs> it doesn't even use cows. Like it's fucking, it's perfect. <laughs> just like go, let's just go, let's, you guys wanna just go have some ice cream? That's kind of what I wanna put. But also, I'm like, I'm walking around going, what do I, do? I have all this shit, in it. and then every t so often, I'm like, did I get my period? Like, that's absolutely what's happening. Like, I'm having, like, a, just a complete breakdown on stage in front of you, and you guys are like, well, are you okay? And I'm like, no! Also, maybe I'm getting my period. My uterus is about to throw a fit. Pull down all the wallpaper. Again! Not gonna happen, buddy. I don't know if my uterus is a woman, you know? Like, what if my uterus is a man? <laughs> Do uteruses have genders? We should, we should divide that onion for sure. <laughs> I hope everybody's like, what is this? Because I don't really know. But I'll figure it out. If some people can have total meltdowns on stage, I can have one too. <laughs> Queers have to also. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> too queer, not queer enough. Too queer, not queer enough. I'm queer! That's it. Now I just sound crazy. Okay. Also, you're not supposed to say that anymore, but also, what if I am? Like, what if I actually am crazy and I'm calling myself crazy in a very serious manner? then I should be able to say that, right? <laughs> I feel like yes. 
I do think we're like a little too stressed out about words. Like I think words are very valuable. Obviously, I work in them. That's like my job is to say words to people. <laughs> also, I was driving a couple days ago and I was like, man, my dream job would just be to get paid to talk to people. <laughs> that is your job, idiot. What is wrong with you? <laughs> like, I just want to have small talk with people for spare change, you know? That should be a profession, though. I feel like we should replace the internet with that. People that are just like, do you want to chat? No? Okay, great. Just on airplanes. I'm a chat buddy, just a little chat buddy, a little messenger. What was I talking? I was talking about something that was going to be real, that had actual jokes to it, and I derailed it for one of my classic tangents. No, I haven't gotten back on. Hmm. I don't know. I was on a plane. I fucking hate talking about planes. That's how I know I'm like, what is even happening? Because like most of my jokes are about being on planes. Like, talk- I'm a comedian talking about airplanes. <laughs> Thanks, Donald Trump. That's what you've reduced me to. <laughs> but I was on this plane. I like the rules on planes. Something I'm working out. My obsession with rules. I'm not super. Oh, I was talking about words. That's what it was. Rules, words, kind of the same thing. My whole point was, I do think we need to be concerned about the words that we use but I think we get a little intense about them you know because I feel like every night we're all going home like shit I am really working at this I'm trying really hard but I I really stepped in it today I didn't know you couldn't say napkin anymore (laughs) I mean I know now I won't ever say it again I'll try not to Um, it's definitely in my vocabulary but I'll I'll try to use face cloth you know I just didn't um, after dinner wipe piece didn't know that uh, napkin was offensive to uh, the children of people who like to sleep in the middle of the day. I just didn't know. (laughs) I do hope there's people that are mad about that. (laughs) Maybe I should tell you something funny. I thought maybe like my rant was going to take off, but you guys are like, "Uh, this is not what we wanted to hear at all. I wanted to hear you talk about airplanes. <sighs> I'll tell you about a different thing. Take a lot of airplanes. It just is my life. It's just where it's at. Also, like, look, I feel terrible right now. <laughs> we have, people feel terrible. Tonight, specifically, feel bad. That's what's happening. I felt great yesterday. I was like, I am on the top of the world. And then today, just had a day, you know? And I got here, and I was like, man. I feel like I'm going to die. But I am, eventually. So, I'm right on track. (laughs) So I was on a plane. The plane left the gate. The plane started moving towards the runway. This happens often. And every time it happens, sitting in that plane, and my comedian timing ticks off. And I want so badly to jump up on that plane and say to the cabin of people, my fellow travelers, we driving there or what? (laughs) But I don't. But I know it would crush. Like it just did right now. I don't do it. (laughs) Oh my God, I love you. You were the coolest person on the planet. I just did this whole thing, and then that one person was like, that's hilarious. I will do this for the rest of my life. It does matter. But I don't do that. I don't tell that joke, because I'm just not ready to be a dad yet. You thought for a minute I wasn't a comedian, and then I just proved to you I kind of am. Are you guys ready to get the show going? I mean, the rest of the show. I'll come up with some funnier stuff. We have a wonderful lineup, and this first person, friend of the show, love it when he stops by. Please give a warm up. Let's get it started right now. Let's get some high energy for Nat Baymill, everybody. Nat Bay- 
he and I are just two little rays of sunshine. <laughs> I looked up a joke. Uh, not really a joke. <clears throat> I remembered when I was standing back there that I was like, I told somebody to come tonight, like just in front of like a famous person or anything. Uh, I mean, I do hang out with famous people all the never, but... I told somebody to come tonight because I'm like, I'm funny. I'm absolutely not being funny tonight, so I totally hope she's here. But uh, I, somebody said to me the other day, they were like, oh, I saw you Oh, I, it, last week, two weeks ago, I saw you at such and such a place, and you said this really great thing, and I was like, wasn't me. And they were like, really? It was at 10? And you went to the thing? And I, 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 no, wasn't me. And then they were like, are you sure? <laughs> Yes, because I am me, and you are not. So if you're a person that's like, oh, I saw you at this thing, it was great to see you, and that person's like, oh, hey, wasn't me, you can go ahead and just keep that, are you sure, to yourself. Because you're probably being slightly misogynist, racist, or homophobic. <laughs> Three people like that. I'm not saying you are those things. You're just going, gay! And that's all you're saying. No, oh, like it made you laugh a little bit. I'm going to make you laugh a lot at something at some point. The point is just not right now. So I'm going to pass it over to another comic who's probably going to do that for me. Uh, and that's my job, is to let them do that. Are you ready for another comedian? <laughs> I like that reaction. Woo! Can I ask you guys to do, can I ask you all to do something? Can you, I just, for me, and then I'm going to have you do another one for the next comedian. Can you do like your most aggressive, yes, we want to see the next comedian? You guys want to see the next comedian? Yeah! <laughs> I just wanted to hear what it was. And it was cute. Your aggressiveness was cute. This is a cute audience. When left to your own devices, you're like, woo! And then when I'm like, could you get aggressive? You're like, yeah! <laughs> the uprising will be adorable with all of you. The revolution will be cute. All right, I made you laugh a little bit. Okay, can you get it started for this next comedian? Because it's the first time I'm seeing them. So I want, yes, I appreciate that. Please keep it going for Crystal Adams, everybody. How are you? Good. Man, all this talk of revolution. Don't get too excited. I'm not a political comic. I just have this face, okay? I know somebody here is like, mm, it's the glasses, bitch. Um, <laughs> I promise, uh, even without him, I do get mistaken for a professor of African-American studies. Uh, I, I look like I'm about to use the word pundit a lot in a sentence. Uh, it's not true. I, I will say this, LA is very interesting because we're all so focused on diversity right now. But I have to say this, I have to say this. I, I, I love a white liberal, okay? I love you guys, all right? but you're starting to let black women get away with a little too much. <laughs> Literally, like this is happening. Like I will walk into a room and a white woman with a very colorful scarf will be like, yes, queen. <laughs> Have you considered running for office, queen? I'm like, ma'am, you don't want me to run for office. I just found out that there are two different kinds of senators. Um, <laughs> You're not laughing. You just found out there are two different kinds of senators. Good God. There's a national and a state, like a beauty pageant. Who knew? Just found out. It's out of hand. It is out of hand. Like last year, last year, a white woman asked me to be a writer, a writer on her monthly political show. You guys, well, okay, first of all, I did say yes. I am reclaiming my time, okay? But so now I'm a writer on this monthly political show. I have no idea what the fuck they are talking about. <laughs> I, I literally, I sit there every month, every month, and I'll, I'll make this sound every now and then, I'll be like, hmm, <laughs> you know? 
I literally just I be out here as a condescending black woman and that seems to be enough for people. You know what I mean? That's all I do. I uh, literally, I think my only political opinion is that I loved Obama. That's my only one, okay? It's the only one that I have. It's the only one that matters to me. Yeah, sure, you can clap for him, that's cool. <laughs> he can't hear you. Um, I'm just kidding, he totally listens to this podcast. Um, uh, no, like, and people still disrespect them and that's still upsetting to me, you know? Like, I was in an Asian restaurant and there was an item on the menu titled Obama Fried Rice. Yeah. And when I asked them, what makes this Obama's fried rice? And then to my face, to my face, they said this. They said, well, it's because we use brown rice. <laughs> I know. Is that all that's left of his legacy? <laughs> I'm like that his brown skin equates to brown rice. How tragic. It's also very delicious. I'm going to be honest with you. I did eat it. I did eat all of it. Uh, <laughs> I followed it up with a BLT. They called it an MLK. And... Um, <laughs> very weird for an Asian restaurant to serve that. I, uh, I look like I read. That's a problem. Um, I can. I, I won't. Uh, <laughs> let's be clear. I, uh, I like to listen. I just, I like to listen, you know, like, uh, in fact, I've been doing so much that my body is now 30% water, 70% podcast. Um, anybody else, anybody else ruining parties with facts that you learn in a podcast? <laughs> Just me. Okay. But you do, you learn cool stuff in a podcast like uh, I've recently learned about and am now obsessed with wombats. You, you guys fucks with wombats? They're, they're fucking dope. <laughs> I don't know if you know. Like, okay, first of all, baseline, uh, they're, they live in Australia. Baseline, Adorable, okay? Just right off the bat. Um, but I, I'm, I think I'm gonna ruin all of your lives with four words. Uh, I don't know if you're ready. Uh, you guys. Wombat poop is square. <laughs> how, how is your soul not affected by that knowledge? I don't understand how nobody's leaping out of their seats right now. You guys are sitting there just like unaffected by this. What? It comes out in cubes, you guys. Are you kidding me? Cubes, what? You know what's upsetting? What's really upsetting is that like, do you know how many zoo books I got as a kid and only I'm just now finding this out? Did anybody else get zoo books? Okay, yeah, zoo books, they're like National Geographic for kids. I'm sorry, like zoo, how out of touch do you have to be with what kids want to know about, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, what? <laughs> I was 35 when I found this out. Are you kidding? Zoo books, get it together. <laughs> zoo books are like, oh, you know, but this spider in Brazil can kill men with its venom. Fuck venom. How many 90 degree angles was the poop? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what we want, you know what I mean? I want to know about poop symmetry. That's what I want, you know what I mean? That's what we need. <laughs> I don't know. I, okay, here's another thing. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna destroy your life again, okay? Wombats can kill their enemies with their ass. <laughs> These are actual facts that I'm giving to you. Do you understand what I'm saying? They can do you, they can crush the head of a dog with their ass. Do you, glitter, are you kidding me? They, they can kill their enemies with their, they are the black women of the animal kingdom. Do you understand what I'm saying to you right now? Literally, their escape plan is back that ass up. I don't know. <laughs> we don't deserve them. That's all I have to say. We don't deserve them. You guys have been crystal. Keep it going for Rhea. Sounds like that wombat better run for Congress. <laughs> I like the poop. I think there should just be a series of books about poop. 
identifying everyone's poop. That reminded me, yesterday I was on a set and I was filming in a public bathroom. Now, this is not the first time for me. I've actually filmed in a lot of public bathrooms. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> Just end up in a lot of public bathrooms. So I was in a stall and then leaving a stall. And so like the, the AD was in there with me and we were waiting for something to happen. And he, he, was, he was a man-centric person. <laughs> a man-seeming person. And so we're just sort of standing there, not talking. There's a toilet in there. And he just kind of looks at it. And then he goes, I don't understand the people that hover. And I was like, do you respond to this? (laughs) That gave him enough time to say another thing. And I was like, the answer is no. He goes, I've tried it. I don't get it. And then in my mind, I was like, is he talking about hovering to shit? <laughs> or is he talking about hovering to pee with a penis? And so then he said a bunch of other stuff, but I just imagined this man <laughs> hovering to pee with a penis, and I was two feet away from him. And then I just said, squat! And then they were like, all right, rolling. And I was like, was he talking about pooping? Nobody hovers to poop in a public restroom. Not even the hovering people who get pee all over the seat. All of those people were like, no, I got to put this down. You just do the one. You just do the one. If you got to, if you got to do it. That's what I always do is just the one. Although when I was doing Tai Chi, I could hover like crazy (laughs) it was so good I didn't even none of this none of this whatsoever it was just like perfect aim tongue in the roof of the mouth not anymore now I'm like getting old gotta work out maybe I should just try hovering to shit maybe that'll open up my chakras or something I did, oh yeah, that reminds me of some, this is, wow, this is so old. But I, one time I was like, yeah, I like to shit on the company dime. It's hard to have that good of aim though. (laughs) That is a joke I wrote eight years ago. (laughs) Time travel is real. It just popped into my head because I was thinking about this person I barely know going, "Eh." what if it came out square after that? Kill me with your ass, Wombat. Kill me with your ass. Great. We have so many more comments. Uh, Jesus, I can't even talk. What's happening to me? Do you ever just have like a bad day and then you have to go do your job, but your job happens to be talking to a a room full of people? And you're like, fuck, I'm doing a bad job at my job today. Nobody else? Nobody? Just me? (laughs) That's very funny to me. Just me? Literally, yeah. Pretty much. Also, my job yesterday was being a stand-up comic, so I'm just like, well... I was pretending to do stand-up yesterday. It's not funny, see? I got nothing to talk about. And all they had was pesto. We were filming downtown, and we were walking back to the location, and this person I was working with goes, my grandma's titties out. And I was like, what? And she was like, it's probably good you missed it, but yeah. Like, sometimes you just forget how real L.A. actually is. Like, I think I maybe witnessed a murder. Like, there's a lot of shit going down. You can also buy, like, fake Adidas stuff and those L.A. hats. You know those ones that everybody has? The block L.A. that, like, whatever. Anyway, they're everywhere. That's it. I just, like, fuck, man. I got, I got, I, I've been playing baseball. Doing pretty good. Some people are mad at me. I don't know what to do about that. It's hard. It's hard to make jokes about people that are mad at you. I mean, they're stupid, those people. Not the jokes. Maybe that's why they're mad at me. I just think they're stupid. (laughs) I don't think they're stupid. I think they're right. That's the problem. (laughs) Okay, now I'll bring up the next comic, and they'll have to bring themselves out of this basement that I've taken everybody into. I just, like, man, I I mean, here's the thing. You got to give it to me. I'm trying. Oh, apparently you don't. Okay. (laughs) No. That's not what I was asking for. I just wanted to be like, ah, ha, ha, 
I want you to fake laugh at me. And they're like, well, you don't want us to clap either? Well, fuck you then. Man, I just, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I don't have glasses. Sometimes I read. It's like trying to think of riffs on stuff, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like kind of walking around, thinking about things, talking to people on the phone. Did you know you could do that? You can still just talk to people on the phone. You're allowed. They don't think you're crazy. I mean, when I was, what, 20, I used to just go over to somebody's house. I would just show up and be like, are you home? And they'd be like, yeah, what's up? And then we would hang out together. If you did that now, people would like call the police. White liberals would call the police. <laughs> One white liberal was like, oh no. Literally don't call the cops, like ever. Don't call the cops. They don't do shit. I got in a car accident in front of a cop. Like, I was driving in Chicago. I was driving this way. The cops were driving this way. I got rear-ended at a weird place. Not in my butt. I mean, like, the car, where I physically was with the car, rear-ended. Very strange spot to be rear-ended. And I went like, ugh, like that. And everybody started honking, because I was like, in, I couldn't go anywhere. And I turned, and I looked up, and I was like, oh, wow, there's a cop right now. How perfect. What? <laughs> Thank you. This is cool. There's a cop right there. I just talked to this guy. I rolled down my window. He goes, go. <laughs> and I was like, I just got, they just hit me. My car just, I just got hit by the car. And he goes, not my district. And drove off. <laughs> and then what proceeded to happen was we both pulled over. I, we walked out. I started talking to her, and I had the realization in the middle of the conversation that she was shit-faced drunk. And I was like, are you drunk? And she goes, what? And got in her car and then tried to run my body over and missed because it was in park and she just like revved the engine and I was like, oh shit! <laughs> like I was in like a haunted house or something. Which the last time I was in a haunted house, my dad farted in it and we're in a small space and some stranger goes, someone shit. I'll never forget it. He held it for a long time. And then he was like, I can't hold it anymore. And then we got into a very small space with a bunch of other people and he let her rip. Cause it's dark in there, you can't tell where it ends. So you're like, oh, this is probably good. Then you're like, bang, right into a wall. And you're like, oh no. Just dropped a compressed load of air, just And just a complete stranger just announced to everyone else. Someone shit. <laughs> and everyone was like, yeah. Yeah, they did. Is that part of the thing? It's just... I've never done a smell haunted house before. <laughs> I told you I'd do it. I told you I'd fucking make you all laugh. Thanks, Dad. My dad's full of good ones. I'm just sprinkling Lincolns for my dad, you know? It's a phrase I made up, by the way. Sprinkling Lincolns. And also chow job, but I'll get into that a little bit later. Anyway, don't call the cops. Because, like, I literally, the cop was right next to me. And then if he would have stopped, I wouldn't have gotten almost run over by the stupid idiot drunk driver lady. But whatever, cops are shitty. And uh, hold your fart through the whole haunted house. Like find the end of the line. <laughs> Great. Well, look at that. I'm gonna keep doing this job. You guys ready for your next comedian? Great. He's a friend of the show. Love it when he stops by. Keep it going for Andrew Michaud, everybody. What up, fools? Y'all ready to party or what? Ha ha! Yeah, you ready to party over here? Fuck yeah, you ready to fucking party over here? Yeah, let's do this! No, I'm just kidding, obviously. Uh, <laughs> about that whole personality, it's gonna be a lot less like that for me. And a lot more like private liberal arts school up here for a few minutes. Buckle up. Get ready. It's been a fun show so far. Happy to be a part of it. Hi, everyone. My name is Andrew. Um, I'm vegan, but... I'm not annoying about it. 
Like I eat meat and stuff, so that's good. That works out. I'm kidding, I, have, I am vegan, I have been vegan for 10 years, but I am willing to completely undercut my entire ethical framework for one medium-sized laugh, and that says more about me than my dietary restrictions ever could. So you're all caught up on me for now. Um, I kind of want to connect with the crowd before I get started with the meat of my set here, so I just want to ask, um, has anyone here in the audience ever, like, um, had sex with anyone for any reason or anything? Okay, UCB, my kind of crowd, very cool, very cool, you all know how to have fun. Has anyone here ever been in or out of a relationship on either side of that? Okay, less of you, but still some. Just trying to kind of connect a little bit, bridge that gap between audience and performer. Um, I just got out of a relationship uh, a few months ago. I was with my ex-girlfriend for like three years. We broke up. It was a mutual thing. We're just on different pages about different things. It was, it was for the best. Um, so, so I am single now. So sorry, ladies. I'm trying to date you. Um, <laughs> What's going on? Which is fine. It's fine. It's the dating is going fine. Uh, one of the one of the main pages that my ex girlfriend and I were not on together was on the subject of children. Um, I have tons. She hated them. It was a very weird, a very weird few years for my kids. It was a struggle for them to get through that. No, um, I don't have any children. Neither does my ex girlfriend. But she wants kids in the very near future, and I want them eventually. But I don't quite feel ready. I'm still 17. So it's just kind of like, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm 18. But we were trying to. Um, we were trying to figure out whether kids was something that would fit within our lives. Um, I'm in my early 30s. My ex-girlfriend is in her mid-30s. And that's something that happens as you get older. You know, you have to decide whether or not you want children. Friends of ours started having kids. That is something. Again, another thing that happens. People you once trusted betray you and have children. So <laughs> the pressure was put on us to maybe have children in our relationship. And um, my ex-girlfriend, like I said, is in her mid-30s. So she needs to decide very soon whether or not she wants children. Her biological clock is ticking very fast. She's running out of time. It's very unfortunate women's biological clock ticks faster than men's. They have a less of a period of time by which they're able to have children. Very unfortunate. It's very unfair. It's kind of like the only thing that's unfair for women. And um, <laughs> everything else is a piece of cake. But the children thing, definitely tough. So we were talking... <laughs> We were trying to figure out whether kids was right for us. In that process, we talked about the idea of my ex-girlfriend maybe freezing her eggs as a way to prolong the period of time by which she's able to have children. Freezing her eggs is very popular here in Los Angeles, a city where everyone is so busy with dreams of their own, they can't imagine bringing something else into the world with its own dreams that might get in the way of your dreams. It's kind of like a one-dream town in that respect. We've all got our priorities. And... Um, but the whole freezing your eggs thing is popular here, but it's not like a simple foolproof thing. One, it's very expensive, prohibitively so if you don't have good health insurance. Two, it's an intense process. It's not just like a simple thing. You have to go in and get IVF shots. It's like multiple procedures and routines, and it's a whole thing. And three, sometimes it doesn't work. I have friends who froze their eggs with the intention of having children later in life. When they went to unfreeze those eggs, those eggs were not viable. The opportunity was taken away from them. It's kind of like the worst case scenario. So there's all these problems with the whole freezing your eggs thing. So I had an idea recently that's kind of like a really cool, groundbreaking, revolutionary idea I'm going to share with you all here tonight. If you want to have children later in life, but you don't want to freeze your eggs because of all the issues I just brought up, instead what you can do is you can get pregnant, give birth, and then freeze the baby. It's a much better idea. It seems like you guys are on board. It's really smart. You know, you can just like get, you know, give that birth to that baby, stick it in the freezer, do whatever the hell you want, go on Prices Right or something, unthaw that sucker, and be a parent. It's like, oh, Andrew, I didn't know you were a father. Yeah, little Abigail, little adorable Abigail. Oh, how old is she? Oh, she's been two hours old for about 15 years now. And um, yeah, as soon as I kind of get my ducks in a row, I'm excited to uh, raise her as my own. A few of you seem hesitant about this, which I do get, I guess. For me, I would just say, like, don't think about the visceralness of a baby in a freezer. It's not really about that. Like, it's ultimately about the convenience factor is really what I'm trying to bring to the table here. So really move past the visceralness. I, I don't know how this would work or if it would work. So if there are any super smart scientists here or, like, you own a bunch of ice, definitely hit me up. <laughs> can get rich together. It can be a little joint venture. Um, yeah. So I'm single now, like I was saying, which is kind of cool to be like the first stand-up comedian to like be single, you know, and like to be able to talk about being single on stage and kind of take the art form to new heights. I'm really excited to just kind of see what I can do with stand-up as the first single stand-up comedian. It's very, very exciting for me. It's really cool. Um, let's see. It's fun, fun vibe here, fun show. Some comics backstage talking about how they all want to quit comedy forever. <laughs> And I'm just like, but I just started a podcast. Uh, what? Uh, it's just a fun vibe I am. I don't know. What else? I just found out yesterday that my double divorcee father just got engaged to a woman he met three weeks ago. So can't wait to meet her. It was pretty cool. Pretty exciting. Third time's a mom. No, I'm just kidding. My mom's great. I don't really. It's just a really interesting, weird thing. Um, 
Let's see. What do I want to talk about? We as a society are getting very woke. I think some of the other comedians were speaking a little bit to that. I think it's good. I think it's all for the best. We're kind of waking up to issues that have existed in society for a long time. Underprivileged people, people whose stories haven't been told or the way certain people are privileged. Like it's, We're kind of working through a lot of stuff societally. And it's a very intense and visceral time for a lot of people right now. And it's good. I think it will all lead to a, a better society in the future. We're kind of correcting for wrongs that have been around for a very long time. But one thing that no one is talking about, that I'm trying to be the first person to talk about, and I'm really interested why no one has ever talked about it, and maybe they have, but I haven't really seen it, is the idea of hot privilege. Like, the idea that people who are more physically attractive get things easier in life. Like, it seems like such an obvious thing, and no one is talking about it. Like, there's, like, studies showing that, like, if you're more physically attractive, you're more likely to get a job that you apply for, people like you more. There's just, like, more stuff happens for you in life. And no one's talking about it. And I think the reason why is because the people who lead the cultural conversation as far as what's woke, what needs to be talked about, are hot celebrities. And like it's certainly not in their best interest to illustrate the way in which they're the most privileged. This joke does not work in Los Angeles, a city where everyone considers themselves really hot and like thinks that I'm coming at them or something. It's definitely something I've noticed. People get very sensitive about it. Like, what? Me? No. So I don't really know. I don't really know how we could fix the issue. Maybe there's some steps we could take. Ugly Lives Matter. Is that a thing? I don't know. I'm just spitting balling here. I'm just trying to be a hero. Um, there also might be some like personal things that you can do. Like, so if, if you're a hot guy and like a girl agrees to go on a date with you, what you should do is not go on that date and instead send your less physically attractive friend in your place. And then when she texts you like, what the hell? Where are you? Who is this guy? Just be like, oh, I thought you were progressive. I thought you were a good person. Darren's a great guy. He may be hideous. Listen, any Darrens out there, I'm on your side, okay? I'm fighting for you. I'm the only hero out here trying to make things work. Again, not a joke for Los Angeles, city of hot people who love it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to be a hero. Um, I've said I was a hero three too many times, which is how many times I said it. So let's see what else. Um, I did get a puppy recently, which is really cool. Um, yeah, it's really nice. He's really adorable. Um, I rescued him from a breeder. And... Um, <laughs> I like to say he bought me, you know. He's really cute. Uh, he's an adorable little guy. And um, I've noticed that like, when I speak to my puppy, I, I use a very high-pitched voice. It's a thing that we're all familiar with. We use this high-pitched voice to talk to kids. We talk to animals in this way because we think these things are cute. Like, hey there, little guy. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's up, little guy? Hey, how you doing, Trump? My puppy's name is Trump. Hey, Trump, how's it going? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He has not earned a name yet. Hey, how's it going? What's going on, little guy? Go potty. Go potty. Like, I've taught him to go potty using that command. It's a popular voice we all use. It's high pitch. It's embarrassing for me to use it on stage, but I'm trying to illustrate a point here. And um, we use this voice for puppies and kids. I think it would be very cool, and I think it could really be an interesting thing if, like, men started using this voice to, like, pick up women at bars, you know? Like, I think that would cut down on toxic masculinity in a really cool way. And I think it's like, I don't know, I just think there's something cool. There. Like, imagine you're at a bar, and there's, like, a super buff guy, like me or something. And... <laughs> He goes up to a girl and he's like, hey, hey, how's it going? I saw you from across the room and my name's Andrew and I don't know, I thought you were really cute and I just thought maybe I could get to know you a little bit. Maybe we could hang out. Maybe we could go to my place. I'll fuck the shit out of you or something. I don't know. That could be, that could be kind of fun. And then if you get her back to your place and you're a freak like me, it's like, go potty, go potty. You guys get it. I completed the bit. I definitely did everything mathematically as well as it could be done. And everything went really well. This has been very fun for me. Sorry I um, called you guys out on being hot. And um, my name is Andrew. If you want to vote for me, please text four. I think the show is working like that. And um, this has been very fun for me. I'm going to plug some. I know it's annoying to plug something at the end of your set, but there are a lot of cool people here and tastemakers and stuff like that. So um, just very quickly... A close friend of mine here in Los Angeles, like I've known for a very, very long time, uh, he just started this brand new podcast. It's supposed to be awesome, so definitely give it a listen if you can. All right, thank you all so much, and give it up for Rhea Butcher. Give it up for Rhea. Andrew Bouchard, everybody, let him hear it. What a hero. Um, you guys have heard my puppy story, puppy talking story. That I, I love my dog because when he was a puppy, he helped me catcall a human man. All right, people are interested, so I'll tell you. There's two comics left, uh, but I really, whatever, I'm going to tell you anyway. It's my show. Look at this, it's coming out of the stand. I got my puppy. I had to teach him everything because they don't know shit. They're tiny puppy dogs. A little tiny puppy dog. He's a tiny little wombat brain. I got to teach him all the stuff. So I was teaching him how to go for a walk. I was walking him. And when you have a puppy, that's all you really pay attention to in the world. You become very myopic in your experience. 
the world. It's just you and that puppy. So I was walking him, and you got to give him positive reinforcement. And they do the thing you want them to do, like Andrew's little voice there. So I was telling my dog, great job walking, buddy. Look at that little walk. Look at that perfect little walk. Look at those legs. Look at those cute little legs walking along. Those cute little adorable little legs coming out of that cute little butt bouncing around. Look at that cute little butt. I love that cute little butt. Look at that cute little butt walking. Look at you walking with your cute little butt with your sweet little legs. Look at you. That cute little butt and those sweet little legs. Look at you walking along. Look at that walk. Look at that good, good walk. Look at your cute little butt and your sweet little legs. I love that cute little butt. And I looked up because I felt a human presence. And I saw in front of me an adult man going... he just heard me complimenting his ass he couldn't see my puppy because he was about this big so love that dog forever because we got one all right well you kind of liked it (laughs) all right we have two comics left are you excited they're both great just like everybody that's been on the show so far i love that energy keep it going that why did I do that that hurt hi big year for me you ready for this stop shopping at forever 21 thank you yes it was just me taking a large shirt into the change room and ripping it to shreds they don't make tops for gals with broad backs at that store I'll tell you that right now just me hulking out in the change room Leaving rags hanging. I'm like, sorry, it wasn't my color. All of us are to match. I love that. Broad back. The only thing this thing is good for is being at the bottom of a human pyramid, and I really don't find myself around too many of those. So tonight, if you guys want to try it, put me on the bottom. Very stern back. A lot of room to muck about. I think I got like a three to four tier back going. Let's make it a five or six tonight, huh, guys? We're all improvisers. We can do that fun sound. It'll be great. I am um, hiking, bragging. I don't know why we act like we're foraging through the woods. We're walking up a paved path, looking at the tops of things and walking down. <laughs> hiking up Griffith, we've all been there. Get to the bottom, Franklin, we're on the same street. And um, <clears throat> it's a loose dog running amok. I'm like, I'm going to save this dog. I'm going to be a hero. I'm on the street chasing the dog. It's like a refrigerator got loose, just chasing the dog in the middle of the day. People are quite upset. Cars are honking. Very big ordeal. Get very close to the dog, lock eyes. I'm like, don't move, asshole. You're coming with me. Cop goes by, rolls his window down, goes, hey, idiot. I'm like, fuck me? He's like, yeah, stop chasing that coyote. (laughs) I chased the coyote for 15 minutes, had no fucking clue. You guys ever seen a coyote before? Very sick looking dog, if you're wondering what it looks like. Very ill animal, very bald. Several open sores on its small back, tuft of hair right here, nowhere else. Spooked me. I had it stuffed. I am not going to make that mistake again. <laughs> Closest thing I have to relationship. Sleeps in my bed. It's nice. Um, I can't tell you how many photos and Instagram stories I've ruined at the Griffith Observatory. Everyone's like taking a cute photo and I'm like crawling up the hill. I'm like, I did it. I made it to the top. Just sweat. I'm like alone. I'm like, why am I screaming when I'm by myself? It's very fun for me. I enjoy it. I um, don't want to brag because you guys don't know me, but I will. And... Uh, Got recognized at Trader Joe's. <laughs> what? Shut the hell up. I did. Hollywood and Vine. Park downstairs. Don't be a fucking asshole. There's not a lot of spots upstairs. Anyways, I should work there. Go downstairs, you fucking losers. About to cash out. See the cashier staring at me. I'm like, where's he seen me kill? Flappers? Kidding. Don't go there. It's a shitty club. And, um, oh, we got Flappers fans. Yeah, right. Sure. Um, so the cashier's locking eyes. I'm like, when's he going to want an autograph? And I don't know why I sounded like that right there. It's not how I sound at all. He took the giant tub of feta I was buying, scanned it, looks at me, he goes, you, uh, you making that dip again? I'm like, this is not how I thought this conversation was going to go. No, sorry, sorry, what was that? He's like, the dip? Are you making it again? I'm like, I don't know what the hell's going on right now. I'm very confused. <laughs> what the fuck's happening? He's like, you came in here a year ago and told me all about this feta, lentil, and bruschetta dip. I make it at every party. I'm like, are you? 
sucking the inside of my ass right now, sir. What the hell is happening? I haven't been recognized in the three years I've lived in this city. The only guy to remember my face is because of a dip recipe I forced him to listen to at Trader Joe's. I'm like, I'm meeting men terribly wrong in this city. No more apps. I'm just going to make giant vats of dip and you're showing up to house parties. You boys hungry? Come on over here, huh? Slaved over this one all night long. Bit of time in there, just a whisper of time. Brought my own pita chips, the thick kind. Get a real big dip in there, huh? That's what I love. Dip and the tip of a penis. Tuck me in for the night. That's all I need. If I just had a big old, whoa, big old dip and tip. Mwah. Good night, nurse. That's all I need. Big pee hole, too. Get a real nice gallop in there. No one likes that part, but I do. Um, big fan of a huge pee hole. People like them small. I like to see and make sure everything's okay. Um, I'm a doctor. Get right in there. It's quite a bit. You're scared. Don't worry. Are we all actors? Are we all level two? Zippity zoopity zoops. I don't know what improv is. Um, we all act. Whatever. Who cares? We all go to auditions. All my friends, there's a lot of hot gals here. You go out for like cute mom or like fun nurse. I go out for severely masculine woman and um, real. That's a real audition I went out for three weeks ago. Get to the drove in Santa Monica in traffic. Kill me. That's when you know you have a problem. I go 5 p.m. Get there. Not a nice crop of women. I'll tell you that. Very insulting. Not a nice crop of gals. The kind of gals you want to see with the lights off. Not a nice looking bunch. So I'm looking around I'm like, this is embarrassing. You have one eye. Why am I here? I got a call back. 100% got a call back. Yep. Get the reminder email. Again, severely masculine. I'm like, I know. I saw it was there the first time. I get it. Get to the call back. Bunch of linebackers and me. I'm like, I'm not going to get I'm not going to book this. Absolutely not. Absolutely did. 100% booked my first commercial in Hollywood. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, no. No, no. No, no. <clears throat> Little Caesars commercial, bit on brand. I will tell you that, a little bit on brand. Yeah, no, no, don't you dare clap. Get to the fitting, and they're like, we're gonna have you wear that men's suit hanging there. I'm like, you guys are okay, you're serious. Oh, fuck, okay, actually quite snug. I let the back out a bit, it's a bit snug in there. Put it on, and they're like, ooh, these. I'm like, hmm, they're like, we got a problem with these. I'm like, well, I'm not cutting my cans off for a Little Caesars commercial. Where the fuck are these going? Spanx t-shirt, didn't know they made those nipples. Went in, they haven't come out yet, thank you so much. Day of the filming, I get there, no makeup on. They're like, okay, we're good for you. I'm like, no, I don't even, I have one eyebrow drawn on, please. please get up there. Oh my God. Men's suit, no tits, no makeup. They bring the pizza out. I've never seen somebody treated better in my life. There's like four people carrying it. They're fanning it. I'm like, this is, the pizza probably came in a limo. And I'm like, hello, can I get a validation? Like, get the fuck in there. About to do my line. The director floats over in a turtleneck. Very warm. You don't wear turtlenecks in the city. Very hot. Comes over to me. He's like, hey, hey. You're the button of this commercial. We're gonna need you to deliver your line a couple octaves lower. I'm like, I don't know why you didn't just hire a man at this point. I'm very confused. I'm a titless man screaming at a pizza. Ready for the big line? <clears throat> big line. You guys prepared for this? <clears throat> I'm in a jury. I stand up and I yell, <clears throat> but it's wrapped in bacon. That's the big break I had in Hollywood, everybody. Non-union, $1,000. I want to die. I really do. It's playing in Canada now. My friend texts me. She did you, are you in a commercial? I'm like, no, my uncle got into acting recently. <laughs> it's not me. I don't look like that. I do, I do. Man yelling at pepperonis. Kill me. This city's great. It really is. Um, I'm on every goddamn dating app there is. It's getting, I just joined J-Swipe. I'm not Jewish, but everyone thinks I am because the old schnippity schnoz. And uh, I'll take what I can get. I really will. And um, I don't know what it is, but really, uh, really small men like me. Tiny, little. The, the last three guys I've had sex with are under five feet. And um, if you put them all together, it's almost like one real man. It's, it'll be one day. It'll be one man. And um, you're offended. I'm sleeping with these people. I don't know why you're... <laughs> I'm still, oh, there he is. Um, no. John, <laughs> I told you to wait in the car. Um, this guy, very, very, very small. I don't know why the smallies, they just like, um, they like climbing me up. I don't know what it is. This guy was doing a very strange move. He was behind me, climbing his little tiny baby claws. Just, uh, 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 he scared me. I forgot he was there. Just latched on. Started doing this very strange move, and I was like, oh, God. Oh, no, he's the jockey, and I'm the horse. 
That's why he brought the saddle and the helmet. It makes sense now. But then when his, his stuff come, his baby come, um, <laughs> when, when, it, when it landed on me, I don't know how to say it, not disgustingly, when it released itself, and I don't know, with a Shakespearean accent, when it reached forth, no, when it, when it just come later on me, um, it wasn't just warm, which is normal. You're holding onto her tight, please keep doing it. This is gonna get sick. It wasn't just warm, it was like hot. Whereas, oh, I was like, how long has that been in there for, you know? I felt like he left it in a crock pot on high for six hours too long. I'm like, that's gonna be hard to clean. I'm gonna have to soak in a sink for like six days. Get the bristle pad out, it was a nice exfoliant. Thanks guys, my name is Steph, bye. Dip and dip! Holy shit. Woo! Oh, that was a good one. Steph, I didn't know that was you in that commercial! I see that commercial all the time. It's right there! It's wrapped in bacon! How did I not get called in for that? Am I not a severely masculine? Oh. All right. Steph told of everybody. One more time. Let her hear it. So fucking funny. Dip and dip! All right. We're at our final comedian, and they were unlisted guest comedian. Are you all ready for your final comedian of the evening? That's right. You can clap it up. They're one of my favorite people and one of my favorite comics. Keep it going. They have an album coming out, and their name is Josh Gondelman. Give it up for Josh. Goodness. Hello. Oh, my gosh. Rhea Butcher, everyone. So funny, what a treat. I'm so happy to be here amongst you all. I'm so sorry. You guys heard Unlisted Comedian and you were like, oh, it's gonna be one of the famous ones. <laughs> Fucking nope. <laughs> but thank you for, for indulging me in my comedy. Uh, this is what I'm like, by the way. This is the whole thing, top to bottom, soup to nuts. Uh, I'm like if a cardigan were a person, so. <laughs> Let's get cozy for a little while, shall we? I think we can manage that. I, um, I, my life is very good. I'm a married person. That's very exciting for me. Uh, it's been just under two years, and I still mess up some of the easy stuff, which is like, I should do better. Like, I still haven't figured out how to invite just one friend to hang out with me and my wife without sounding like I'm proposing a threesome. <laughs> I screw it up every time. I'll be on the phone with a buddy like, yeah, man, of course we're still on for tonight. But it's Saturday. The bars are going to be packed. Who needs it? Why don't you just come over to our place? Pop open a bottle of wine. Stretch out on the couch. Just see where the evening takes us. <laughs> You know what? I also heard what I just said, and I think we either need to delete each other's numbers or suck each other's dicks, because I don't want to ruin this friendship, but I'm not a tease, so what's it going to be, Big Dog? How are we playing this tonight? It's a conversation I had with my friend Big Dog. I'm not going to tell you how it ended, because I'm a trustworthy guy. Trustworthy dog. That's what he calls me. T-Dog, for short. Um, every night we go to bed. My wife is very smart, I will say. I love and admire that so much about her. Every, um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not dumb. I'm like medium smart. I'm not like one of those dumb husbands from detergent commercials. You know, the guy's just running into the house like the kids are covered in soil and I ain't going to jail. <laughs> That's not me. I'm medium. Like I've been to a museum recreationally of my own accord. That's where I top out brain wise. I'm medium smart. My wife is very smart. The gap is widening by the day. Every night when we go to bed, we read in bed together for half an hour, side by side. And my wife reads a book. Not the same book every night. It's not a religious thing. She like reads a book, and then she finishes it, and then she starts it. I don't know I'm explaining books to you guys. <laughs> You've definitely seen or heard of books. If you haven't, I wouldn't even know how to. It's like a magazine, but bigger and forever. Does that help? <laughs> My wife reads a book, whatever book she wants. I'm very progressive that way. Um, 
Even if it's fiction, which yes, I know could bring her blood to a feminine boil, but if my baby wants fiction, my baby gets fiction. That's the kind of man I am. 21st century. The whole time my wife is reading from a book, I will scroll ceaselessly, aimlessly, through Twitter on my phone, which is the not reading of reading. (laughs) Every night. Excuse me. I apologize. I'm not famous. I'm burping. This is the worst night of your lives, I have to imagine. Just being burped at by some anonymous Jew. (laughs) That's how hate crimes start. (laughs) It's not. So every night in bed, before we go to sleep, my wife gets 30 minutes smarter, more compassionate, more empathetic, more worldly. Awesome. And I grow 30 minutes furious at things I can't control and don't understand. (laughs) Every night before she turns her light out, my wife looks at me and says something like, Josh, I just read the most beautiful passage about what it means to live a life of purpose and wonder. And then it's click, lights out, eyes closed, day over for her. My day's still rocking and rolling. Because I'm just looking at my phone like, interesting, because I read that Elon Musk invented a $15 million laser that turns hats into visors. Fucking scissors do that. What am I missing? (laughs) And then my wife drifts off into a blissful slumber while I'm still staring at the ceiling, awake and furious. Like, does it also turn jeans into jorts or is that a separate laser? (laughs) Every night. (laughs) Haven't slept in months. It's, um, I don't know. I found out exactly how cool I'm not. That was an interesting moment in my life. A couple weeks ago, I was at a party, which is a cool way to start the story. And I was talking to a friend, because I don't have talking to stranger confidence. (laughs) And then a mutual friend walks over, and he high-fives the guy I'm standing with, looks at me, shakes my hand. (laughs) Oh, right between the ribs, that one got me. What kind of business casual vibe am I throwing that I don't seem like I'm up for the excitement and impact of this? (laughs) It really hurt. High fives my friend like they just watched a football game end. Looks at me, greets me like he's meeting his girlfriend's dad for the first time. (laughs) Mr. Gondelman, dude, we went to college together. You don't have to call me that. (laughs) I didn't even want to be high fived. I mean, I did, but I don't. It's, like, not important. It's, it's what it symbolizes, right? Like, I felt the same way watching that happen as when I'm at a party and two friends, like, leave to do hard drugs in the bathroom. I don't also want to do cocaine. But it'd be nice to be asked. <laughs> and, yes, I am implying that high fives are the cocaine of hand-based greetings, which is the kind of thing I say that makes no one want to high five me. <laughs> I'm going to be vulnerable with you guys for a minute because I'm an artist. Uh, um, I'm very jealous of the relationship my female friends have with their hairdressers. Yeah, that was brave. And it's not that only women can have this this relationship. It's just that it's mostly women that I've observed having it, right? It's not the talking during. It's the after part where they post on Instagram, right? It's so many women that I'm friends with have the, they have this wonderful moment where they get their hair cut and then they pose outside the salon with the hairdresser like they just bought it together. <laughs> and they're holding that day's newspaper to prove it's not like a throwback Thursday. <laughs> and then there's always like a sweet, supportive caption. It's like, thanks to Becky at Curls Before Wine Salon or whatever. <laughs> this is a pretty good pun. For the fresh cut and color. Hashtag new do, new you. And then underneath, Becca just posts like, you look gorgeous. And it's like, we know your game, Becca. You have an incentive to say that. (laughs) But it's so sweet. It's like friendship. It's like like support for a local business. It's so wonderful. I have a very different relationship with my hair care professional. (laughs) That's true. I've been going to the same guy for two years. I don't know his name because he won't tell it to me. He doesn't know my name because he doesn't give a shit. And why would he care what my name is? I see him 12 minutes every five weeks. I walk in mostly forehead. I say, make me all the way forehead. (laughs) And that's the entirety of our interaction. 
to go to a Russian barbershop, I'm pretty sure it's a front for a uranium mine. <laughs> I don't, I, uh, I don't know what it's called. I've never looked at the sign. I didn't even yelp it. I don't, I don't have a yelp's worth of hair. There's only so bad you can mess up. I'm so bald. If you, to really mess up my haircut, you would have to chop off my entire head. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. The, fir- the first time I went in, this is how I, how I went in. I was walking down the street. I felt a little, like, tufty. I was like, I should get a haircut. I saw the spinning barber pole out front. I opened the door. A guy in the back went, yes, we do. And then I walked in, and they cut my hair. <laughs> I've been going there for two years. <laughs> even, if I co- even if I could, even if I knew what it was called, I wouldn't post about this place on Instagram. Because I, uh, I think my barber has enemies and I don't want them to find him. <laughs> like, I just posted a picture of him, like, dead-eyed next to me, like, yeah, check it out. <laughs> and I'm like, thanks to big guy for the <laughs> new haircut. And then just underneath, a guy named Sergei posts, like, I found you, Dimitri. <laughs> You've been hiding for a long time, but your days are numbered. <laughs> Also gorgeous, by the way. (laughs) Thank you guys very much. Have a good night. Bye. Josh Goldman, everybody, let him hear it. And you can keep it going for everybody else you saw tonight. And you can keep it going for me, Rhea Butcher. We'll be back next week, so come on back next Tuesday. Have a great night. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Jesus! I mean, (laughs) Jazos! Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.